Boomtron. 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 Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Netflix OGs get your groove on. We talk about it all, we could be wrong. Kill the better views like a Demogorgon. Boomtron, but you're never gonna move on. Just a few guys talking about the originals. Yo, pick your favorite show, we can put it on. We know it also, nothing's atypical. And welcome to episode 14 of the Boomtron Podcast. I am Diego. I'm joined by Damon and Amy. We are pressing play on Netflix Originals. Hello. You, you guys everybody. got shirts now. Well, at least Diego has shirts. I yeah. got two shirts. I got two new shirts. What are you talking about? Hey, come on, man. <laughs> Wait, I thought I sent three shirts. Nah, I only got two, man. Really? Yeah. I was supposed to send. I thought I sent one for um, Amy's friend. All right, if no, I did not, I I'll have to uh, refinance. Oh, no, Amy was supposed to give me her address, and she did not do that. Uh, she absolutely mm. did. She emailed her address <laughs> to you, so sorry about that. Wait, did you text I, it to me or email me? I emailed it because you told me to oh, email. Oh, snap. Oh, wow. All right, that's, that's all me then. Uh-oh. All right, I got to get on that then. Come on, step it up. So what do you got they, for news then? They came out nice, though, didn't they? They're okay. Oh, see, I got that. Well, I up, I upped mine. You know, I got made sure I got the the really nice shirt, like the extra money <laughs> shirt. I, you know, I went a little above and beyond. I'll make sure I was really comfortable. I also went heather because you know you gotta get that the heather look. I went maroon though for you guys on purpose. I thought that was appropriate. I got you. Yeah. See. So news. Okay. You. What do you see, got? I knew that this was gonna happen. I felt it in my bones. The order season three is cancel Ramad, mm. but. This was pretty interesting in terms of one of the screenwriters on the show kind of told everyone what was going to happen in season three, which I thought was awesome. Right? I thought that was nice. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me a little... It, it comforts me a little bit. I mean, it's, it's me literally a, a sentence, so... Oh, well, then it doesn't comfort me that much. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's like... I wanted to watch the show, but I just had that feeling. And then once society took the L... I was like, man, I think the order's going out, so I couldn't do it, and I was right, and okay. I saved myself two seasons worth of time. I'm more, still more mad about the society not coming back. I'll be straight up honest with you. Okay. Yeah, you love that one. I did. I, I enjoyed it as well. I'm disappointed but see, too. But I needed the I needed the two sentences about what who they were in society. That would have been great. Like that's what I wish we got. Right. Right. So, it should kind of be like par for the course. If you're going to cancel something, tell yeah. us how it ends. Yeah. Think it through. Earn your money. All right. Well, my news this week will make um, French people very upset, but it will make Americans very happy that Emily in Paris was confirmed to be renewed for season two. So that was the show that we talked about a couple weeks ago, that the French were very dismayed at the portrayal of France and all things French. And anybody who didn't live in France and had this kind of fantasy idea of what France is like loved it. So... I, who've never been to France, loved it, and I'm thrilled that season two is coming back. So that's my news for this week. All right. Damon, did you watch uh, Emily in Paris? That sounds Dude, like a show no. right up your alley. No, I did not. I passed on that. <laughs> the wife loved that show, so she was excited to hear that. it was. Wait, did you watch it? No. Okay. I caught pieces of just walking in the room, but yeah, uh, she was very happy to know that, they're re- <clears throat> that it got renewed for season two. Along the same lines, I got renewal news for the Umbrella Academy, so there will be a season three. Yes. So that's exciting. Season Isn't two. Isn't that like old news again? I don't think so. I think it just came out like this week, probably. Oh, wow. Or maybe longer. Wow. But it's news that should be in case someone missed it. How about that? All right. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put out there the biggest news that no one mentioned is that 
Space Force, right? Yes. I thought yep. Diego was at least going to talk about that. Maybe I thought he was going to double up on news. I guess I was expecting Maybe you, too you much. should let me finish. Maybe that was part of my <laughs> my news and you just interrupted me. In fact, it was part of my news. Okay. Space Force, renewed, season two. <laughs> I heard I'm they did have excited. like a new screenwriter or something for that show as well. So maybe it'll be a little bit more, because I know we talked about we wanted it to be more funny. So maybe right. we'll see a little bit more comedy uh, throughout the episodes there. Okay. Well, I think that we're going to have, so, what is it, Norm Hiscock also joined season two as executive producer. All right. Yeah, that's from Parks and Rec, Brooklyn right. Nine-Nine, which I love. I th- I would hope, though, again, there were, there, that, that was one of my criticisms, right, that it just wasn't quite funny enough for me, but you I would hope that they that don't, I, I did a little oh, bit, okay. uh, but I would hope that they wouldn't change it too much. Like, you don't want a season two that's totally different from season one. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with that. It just it needs to follow in the story. You can get funnier in general, right? Okay. There could just be somebody they introduce that brings humor. That's true. Different That's humor. True. I don't know. We'll I see. liked it. So for me, I'm kind of curious to what happens in season two. I, okay. I liked it a lot. All right. All right. So, so let's talk about what we watched this week. These what do you past got? two weeks, actually. So. As always, um, my commitment to the show is great, and so I watched quite a bit. And I'll save two that I watched that I know that Diego watched as well for last, and I won't I won't over talk here. Um, the first one that I saw was from it's it's not a new one, so I apologize, but I feel like I need to mention it because there's definitely a Isn't niche. Is there another people... section specifically for that? For no, you? but I have something else that I'm talking <laughs> about in that section, so wow. I just wanted to mention it. It's called Stranded, and it's a Netflix original from Thailand, and it's where this group of high school seniors are getting ready to have like one last party and then part ways, but a tsunami crashes into the island and leaves them stranded. I really enjoyed it, um, but, but I started is it to. Like... It, it, so here's the question. Is it like Hunger Gamey Stranded or just like Normal Life Stranded? So I would say not Hunger Gamey Stranded. I actually, as I watched, I was starting to get a little suspicious that it was going to be like the TV show Lost and that things were not kind of what they seemed and that I was going to be disappointed at the end of it. I wasn't disappointed at the end of it, but I feel like if it continues that I might be. It just felt In like it was going... supernatural or no supernatural? Sort of. Like it hints at supernatural. Diego, when you want to talk about a show, do you usually know a little bit about that show? I'm just saying. Like, I know I mean, about the show. I usually have a write-up about the synopsis, and I know what I'm talking about, and then I can really talk about that show. They don't I do my homework. say supernatural in the... It, it, it was like, like I said, it was like Lost. Like it was hinting towards it. It is, but not in the first episode. Like not in the first couple not episodes. Not in the first episode? They come down from the sky and don't die. That's not supernatural? Okay, but the way that it's set up is not necessarily that way. You know what? Anyway, watch it. Um, then there was, it's again, it was, it was a good show. It was not necessarily for the kids. Then I saw Jingle Jangle, which I think was on a couple of our lists, and it, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised to find out it was a musical. Jingle Jangle is there's That's this amazing, amazing toy inventor, and he's made all of these wonderful, wonderful inventions. And he has a family, he has a wife and a daughter, and they live in this awesome little town. And he's the center of the town. And one day, his greatest invention um, gets stolen by his apprentice of source. And it very quickly ruins his life. Many years later, his apprentice is now the greatest toy maker in the world, and he has turned his invention shop into a pawn shop. 
and then his granddaughter visits and reinvigorates him to start inventing again. The cast was ridiculously talented. You have Keegan-Michael Key, you have Forrest Whitaker. The music was amazing. I loved the story. I loved everything about this. The only criticism I had is that it was really sad. Like right up until the end, it was just, like you just felt so sad for everybody. The music was super upbeat and almost kind of didn't match what was happening in the story sometimes, but the music was amazing. Really great. I enjoyed it a lot. I couldn't, I couldn't have done it once it became, like once you told me it was a musical, I was like, I'm out. Right. As soon as they started singing, my daughter and I looked at each other and we go, oh, it's a musical. And I texted you right away because I knew that would be a deal breaker for you. Shockingly, you did text us because usually you would like trick us. Make us watch it. Stuff like, yes. I don't know. It's only a musical in the beginning. It gets yeah. better. It's, well, know, I have other things singing. I made you watch this time. So I, I figured I'd let you off the hook with that one. Uh, the next one that I watched has been on my list forever. You remember originally, I want to say months ago, I was talking about looking forward to something that was going to be called Country Fried. Then they kind of went back and didn't release it when they did, then they changed the name. It was Country Ever After. It's a reality show. It's about country singer Kafe Anderson, and his wife is a hip-hop dancer, Chrisilla, and they raise their kids, and they kind of navigate living in this country versus city perspective. The, it was not what I expected at all. His wife, in at the beginning of the series, is being treated for stage 3 colon cancer, um, and they're kind of dealing with that, and the family is so devoted to each other. Um, they're very religious. They're very kind. They're very generous. Follows his career. He's an independent artist. He's made a choice not to be affiliated with any kind of record label or agent, and he books all of his own gigs, and it shows like the process of how he's doing that and how she's trying to get back into dancing as she recovers from surgery. And it was just, they were a nice couple. They were a nice family. The episodes were pretty short. So that was a really nice watch. I enjoyed that. I also watched Social Distance, which has been on my list for a while. It's an eight-part series, and it's set during the beginning months of the COVID-19 pandemic. Diego, did you watch this? Did Diego watch this? I don't think so. No? No, um, okay. but it, it was interesting because a lot of people, when I said I was watching it, I think you said this too. Like I, I lived it. I was quarantined. I don't need to watch other people quarantine. Yeah, I felt like we talked about this already. No, I, I watched The Social Dilemma. Right, ah, right, okay. right, right. Gotcha. This one, I, yes, we, we definitely all lived through it, but my experience quarantining wouldn't have been the same as your experience or somebody else's experience. And so each episode was a standalone episode. They weren't connected, and it just focused on a different person and what was happening with them during quarantine. So like each episode, like one was like, you know, March 20th, another was like April 12th. And also how they dealt with things that were happening in the country at the time as well. So I thought it was fascinating. I loved the vignettes. They were very doable because they were brief and you didn't have to watch the whole series. You could watch one or another. I never really, I think in general, we're also focused on what was happening with our own families. This idea of what's going on in other people's homes during this quarantine time. I just found it very creative, very insightful. And again, you were literally, it's like you were logged into a Zoom meeting because it's all kind, most of it is kind of shown through the computer. I thought it was great. The other one that I watched that Diego watched as well um, was His House. And in his house, this couple escapes from the Sudan and they're set up in a new home in Britain. I was super excited to see Matt Smith because I'm a huge Doctor Who fan um, and he was one of the doctors. But um, 
the home or the couple appears to be haunted. And I was so excited for this because the previews made it look really, really scary. It had a lot of potential. It did. It did. And there were some moments where you're like, nope, uh-uh, nope. Like, don't do that. Don't don't touch that. But I didn't really feel like there was anything super scary. I felt like it was more like cerebral scary, like coming to terms with your own demons um, kind of scary. But I, I was a little, I wasn't disappointed in the story. I thought the story was really good. But the scare factor, because it was touted as like a paranormal thriller, I didn't find it to be particularly thrilling. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. Yeah, I agree. It had the beginning and even like the beginning middle part of the movie was pretty good. But then once you see what it is, it kind of died down a little bit yeah. in terms of the suspense and the scare factor. Right. Exactly. So I, I didn't I didn't like that about it. I agree with you. And then the last one I started, Diego got a little further than I did. Um, that was Paranormal. Paranormal was another one that I thought was going to be really good and really scary. And I would say three quarters of the way through the first episode, I was like, yeah, no, this just isn't what I had hoped it would be. And I, I just kept waiting for it to kind of grab me and it didn't. And because I had so much else to watch, I was like, I'm going to let this one go. And I kept going. I think I made it to episode four, just hoping that it would kind of pick up and be a little bit more exciting. But it was like the same thing. It was just very monotone in terms of scare factor or even the acting sometimes was very blah for me. Right, right. That's how so, I felt too. And there was and nothing scary about it. Nothing at all. No. Okay. So I'm glad to know that I was not super wrong with that. So so that's what I watched. Diego, what did you watch that the rest of us didn't watch? Those were the only two that I had was Paranormal and then His House. Oh, but then you know what? I did watch, I tried to watch Aunt Donna's big old house of fun. Oh, I forgot. I did. I did that one as well. Terrible. You, ter I couldn't, I couldn't make it past the first 10 minutes, man. The first yeah, song where everything's a drum and I was out. Yep. Everything's a drum. Corny. Yeah. Then like, the interview with finding new roommates. Corny. Yeah. Like it, it was, was just every, everything was like, it, they was trying to be like stupid funny, but it wasn't even stupid funny. It was just no, it corny. Was not. It was like painful to watch funny. Yeah. So I like, gave it, ten, I lasted 10 minutes and I was like, nah. If you're not getting fifteen, and it was if a Scott, if a sketch comedy is not getting me laughing and being like, "Yo, this is kind of funny," or even like, "Yo, this is kind of ridiculous," it was it was even, nothing. It was just stupid. It was nothing. So no, that's a major one of the worst things I've seen on television in a long <laughs> I time. I'll be honest; it was <laughs> yeah, very bad. Agree. That's it a bold the, statement. The, the everything is a drum. It, you know, Amy. It went. Everything was a drum, and it went to like genital humor and it was like just terrible okay. it just wasn't funny nothing okay. about it was funny nah, it was and so bad. it was very bad very bad very 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 bad <laughs> maybe the worst show we reviewed for me wow okay yeah it could right. be. it's right up there with that movie you tricked us to watch you definitely tricked us you tricked us this would be a show amy would be like you know it gets really good about episode seven so just <laughs> walk your way into it <laughs> But that that yeah that was it those three shows and everything else I think we watched together unless D you got something else no or? that was it man all right so you guys ready for Spoilerville I think we are yeah let's jump in warning 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 
All right, everyone, you know what that sound means. It is time for Spoilerville. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for Operation Christmas Drop, Love and Anarchy, Dash and Lily, then please fast forward to the 33-minute mark and 30 seconds where you're here, what you might have missed, what's coming up, and then best in show, Spoilerville time. So where do you guys want to start? Amy already told us where we have to start. Diego, we oh, don't get to pick right. where we want to start, right? Amy laying down the hammer today. Absolutely. Right, Actually, I believe Diego told us where we should start. Oh, that's and true. then I said what we could do second. So um, maybe we back off of Amy a little bit here. So <laughs> well, let's got... start with Operation Christmas Trap. Yeah, All right. let's start there. Which okay. Diego barely watched anyway. Exactly. Barely watched. Yeah, I barely watched. So you guys do a lot, majority of the talking. I'll chime in here and there. Okay, so Operation Christmas Trap is. Uh, Kat Graham plays a congressional aide and she works for this, you know, no-nonsense congresswoman. She winds up having to miss her family Christmas because she has to go to Anderson Air Force Base because she's looking to see if they're being efficient because the congresswoman has to close three bases for money issues. So she's going to this Air Force Base because it looks like they might be leaking some money here and there. And when she gets there, she finds out, she, she meets up with the person in charge and he's they're all trying to kind of get her around the base without finding out what they're really doing. When what they're doing is kind of awesome, um, they're gathering donations. They're not actually spending any of the country's money. They're, they're gathering donations and they're spending their time with this Operation Christmas Drop where they drop off supplies and gifts and food for families and children that are on the surrounding islands. And this is a real thing. Like this is based on a, an actual thing that happens. Um, and while she's there, of course, she clashes with um, Alexander Ludwig, who is yeah. in Vikings. Um, and, you know, he knows why she's there. And then, of course, as you can imagine, they fall in love. And I think I think one of the big things, though, is that she was OK with leaving for Christmas because her dad yes. got remarried and her mother passed away. So it's not like she was sent against her will per se well that's true that's true she was she was actively avoiding going home she was act- mm-hmm. so it's not like she's there and she's mad because she's not home that doesn't play it into was, her efficiency looking yeah, for I, I mean it it was interesting because it was based on a true story but mm-hmm. that's about it it was very hallmarky in a bad way not in a good way like okay. it, was, it was okay i mean you knew it was gonna happen i think it would have been better if she didn't end up getting together with the captain to be honest with you right right i think that was just a little forced like from where i mean how many days are we talking like i just i don't know that part of it seemed a little forced i did like everything in terms of the christmas drop and how it was done i like how they got the congresswoman on board i I think that it was great I, i think that was probably the best scene is when she comes off and the female pilot is kind of like yeah, we're good now, right? Like right. To, the congresswoman's good now. Like, we're okay. If you have any more questions, let me know. Right, uh, right. I think that that was that was the best part of it, but I, I feel like the romance was forced, and I felt like we could have done without it. But I thought it was, well, it was watchable. It was definitely watchable. It was predictable. It's what you expect and what you want from a Christmas movie. Like, you want a happy ending, so you knew that was coming. There was no, yeah, was there was okay no tension. The... There was no tension yeah, in the movie. I was okay with the happy ending. I think just that the romance part was just forced. Right. I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. And I really love Cat Graham because I loved The Vampire Diaries. And I really love, like I said, Alexander Ludwig from Vikings. I thought they had good chemistry together. But you're right. They were together for just a couple days. 
mm-hmm. and you know she was like basically almost ready to like just leave everything behind and and wind up give doing up it. her and whole it, career yeah that's where again that's where it was kind of a little tough i mean i guess she wasn't giving up her career for him she was giving up her career in theory for the drop which i guess makes more sense it just the way that it ended kind of took a little bit of that away Right, because right. then you're kind of like, is she doing it because she was in love with him, or because it's a good thing to do? I think a little bit of both. Right. But it took away the poignancy of her doing it just for the humanitarian effort, which I would have liked to have seen more. Right. I agree with that. I agree with that. Although you did get a feel for that when they went and visited the village, and she's suddenly just giving away all of her things to the kids. Like she's like, here, here's a brush, here's this, here's that. You know what? Just take my whole purse. Um, so you could you you did get to see that she was moved, not necessarily by him, but by the people that they were providing for. I, I guess, I guess, but yeah, I like I said, it was it was it was okay. It was watchable. It was okay. watchable. So let's talk about something you did not find ah, watchable. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be Love and Anarchy. So yeah. Love and Love and Anarchy we all watched. Um, and it's there's this woman who is a married consultant who's going to this company. Um, and she is there's a young IT tech there and they kind of start this flirty game that is challenging them to do different things and then throughout the course of this quote unquote relationship they kind of wind up reevaluating their whole lives and it kind of gets them both out of I guess almost these ruts that they were in and starts to get them to kind of push against things in their lives that weren't really working for them I thought it was very enjoyable. You have to embrace a story for what it is, which is a story. It's just a story. No, the, the, the beginning setup was stupid. Like how he, <laughs> how they, she's in an office. Like yeah, nah, So this is not dude. a show for anybody that's not an adult. This is definitely an adult yeah, show. I, I, yeah. I think that that's what got me so like, didn't. It just no. That's not. No. Well, you think that doesn't happen? That kind of stuff doesn't happen in an office, or if if it happens in an office, you're not that stupid to leave the blinds. You know what I mean? Like the blinds <laughs> open. Like it was just so, like that part of it was forced. I wish they, that they went a different route to get them into that that dare. I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. There were that, other that ways that they the could jump. have gotten there. The whole yeah. the whole show, like every character from the two main characters to the boss of the publishing house, to I actually the like parents, the, the, the they're the all quirky people. They're yeah, all the publishers. Qu- they're good. real quirky people. The whole everyone, everyone had some just weird behaviors or I, weird things that they did throughout the show, and you was like, what? What's going on? And, and I just I didn't love the dubbing this time around, mm-hmm. which made it even more difficult for me to watch. You know th- this. The story was just uh, okay, I guess. It just, for me, it was a little forced and a little bit over the top that I couldn't get on board because it's a story that, again, shouldn't it was, necessarily be over the top. It was definitely over the top. I would agree with you 100% on that. It was definitely over the top. There were and- definitely moments like when he, when they were taking the family picture and he had just had enough of his like mom just like you know yes. tearing him down. And he's like, you know what? Forget this. And then he walks out for the family uh, picture, just completely naked. Yes. Yeah. Again, not this is not a show for kids. This is no, an adult no, no. show. No, no, no. 
But I just I I I think it was over the top. But it, for some reason, just I guess the story just allowed it to work in a sense. Right, because the truth is, most of the characters, most of the characters, not all of the characters, but most of the characters were kind of likable. Um, they like 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 Diego said, they were they were quirky. They were the the guy who runs the publishing house. Like he's just so wound up and anxious, and you know he's not sure if his company's gonna go through or not. And there were parts where I I felt like dude, you're the boss, like be the boss, um, which he just didn't seem to be able to be. But I, I kind of just tried to enjoy it for what it was. And I didn't think this was one I just didn't think too much about and just tried to kind of let the characters, you know, lead you on your way, I guess. And for as ridiculous as it was, there were like a lot of the characters kind of like learned something about themselves and like right. you saw them change like Friedrich he changed mm -hmm. and even the two main characters they changed and it was I I just I enjoyed it because like you said it was easy to watch but it, it, as crazy as the things were they kind of made sense in some way too I just I, I enjoyed it uh, was there anything redeemable about it for you Damon Nah, not really okay. I mean it, the only thing that it was interesting is just again I, I love publishing stuff it's such, me you too know, so that part of it in and of itself was interesting, you know, with the, you know, in the beginning with that author and, and <laughs> the stupid stuff that he was doing, which seems very right. real life to some authors in the business. And then the young girl that they bring. I think that the, the publishing stuff was interesting. That was right. about it. Well, I'll watch anything that is about a publishing house, editing, books like i i'm totally the, the books that i read i i'm completely addicted i cannot pass up a book that is about a bookstore or, or about an author so i love that part too which kind of takes us into the next show which is also set in the strand bookstore in new york city um and a large part of it takes place around books and a a notebook and that is dash and lily and dash and lily is where you have lily who is a Christmas alcoholic, and then you have Dash, who is a huge, huge cynic, and they kind of form this bond without ever meeting each other. Lily leaves, Lily's brother actually, um, writes a little challenge, little puzzle in a red notebook, and then she goes and she leaves it on the shelves of the bookstore. Her cousin works there. Dash is in the bookstore, he pulls the notebook off and he tries to solve the puzzle. And then they just keep leaving this notebook for each other, daring each other to do different things. Again, much like Love and Anarchy, which I don't know that we even talked about Anarchy. the fact, but the game that they were playing in Love and Anarchy is that they kept daring each other to do different things. Um, but anyway, Dash and Lily are daring each other to do different things, and through the notebook, then in they start... In a good way, though. This in a good way, definitely. <laughs> These were not harmful things. Um, and then they Kid start, bears. like writing to each other right in the notebook as well and it was just a really sweet story the only thing that i had an issue with is they're supposed to be, i know they said 17 in the books they're actually 16 they said 17 here they both look like they were in their early 20s to me so i had a hard time buying that they were teenagers but it was a really sweet sweet story and i loved every second of it i loved every second of this I like this an awful lot too. I would say that I could get on board with them being that age, I guess. But it was interesting. She's that actually twenty-seven, I think. Right. In real life. Yeah. Right. I just feel like his 
girlfriend came back. So Dash's ex-girlfriend came back. It just, I don't know. It seemed almost too coincidental, but I guess you have to have that if you're talking about New York, that the <laughs> Lily ends up making out with the, the dude and they're all friends and they go to the same party. I just, that was a big coincidence, I felt like. I felt like it was almost a little too much of a coincidence for me. Right. It was one of those, like I said, with the age thing, it was also one of those movies or shows where I feel like it reminded me a lot, and my guess is that you haven't seen this, but it reminded me a lot of Gossip Girl, where you have these teenagers who are very much behaving like adults and are very much left on their own. And like this whole but it's French the city, group, man. I know it's the city, but I know teenagers who live in the city, and they're still teenagers. They're not adults. I don't know. I just, like, he's staying uh, in his dad's know. apartment, and he's... But that, that was the whole thing. That's why he's a cynic. I mean, I think that's why it was such yeah. a good setup. You have the dad who's never home, right, who brings home a different girl for Christmas every year. Of course he's going to be upset about Christmas. How could he not be? Right. I thought that that was believable, and, and I actually, I was on board with the fact that they were kind of left to their own devices, because I think teenagers in the city are a different breed than teenagers in the suburbs. I just yeah, think truly that's do. true. I really, though, I thought the story was good. The only thing is, is that Boomer just like, really? You don't tell your best friend? It seemed weird that he wouldn't say anything, but... Right. Hmm, right. I don't know. I love the guy at the bookstore. I yes. Guess that was great. I thought he was great. I liked her caroling troupe. I thought that they were great. Yeah, she all the ancillary everywhere. Car- <laughs> she really did. Ever She's related to everybody who lives in the city. Um, I loved. I loved her brother, and I loved the relationship that she had with her brother. Mm-hmm. I loved her great aunt. Like, I loved... Every single character in the show was somebody that you wanted to know more about. I Except felt the doofy dude. What was his name? The one that he she ended up kissing. T Bone. T Bone. It's yeah. I, I just his character was a little tough. He his was. Character was a little tough, but I thought it worked well. It was realistic. You know, there was a lot of good kind of scenes. Like you have at the end, him sipping the drink. Wait, was he? He was. So he must have been older. Is was he older? T Bone. No. Okay, so anyway, him sipping the drink, and it was like he was kind of by himself. Like, I thought that from the standpoint of the filming, they did a really good job at a lot of the scenes, kind mm-hmm. of setting them up well and, and making them enjoyable. Just from And then the Boomer holds hands with the ex-girlfriend of... Yes, the, yes. At the end, they Sophia. went to go see Col- Collation. Yeah, yes, uh, they finally go see this fake Pixar movie called Collation, where a stapler yeah. and a piece of paper fall in love. <laughs> Which, which made which made sense. I think that's going to be great for Dash. Now, here's the thing. This is a trilogy, a YA trilogy. Right. So will there be a season two? We think so. Now, yeah. Now, again, from what I understand, I didn't read the book, but they said that while it didn't adhere to the book exactly, they still get to the same place. Right, And I right. think season two is about, um, I guess, the grandfather gets sick. Yeah. And it's like New Year's the next year right they say it's been like a rough year for dash and lily since they got together those types of things there's some questions about will netflix go right there or will they try to fill in some of the time in between i think that will be the interesting part yeah i don't know because there have been other shows and i'm thinking of them and the names are escaping me but where they they do pick up a year later and i'm always so curious like okay i get it but like i want to know like the day to day, I want to know what's happened in the meantime. Maybe we'll I get want like to know a synopsis. synopsis. Yeah, again, of, uh... just give me a little something. I don't know. 
But I really enjoyed it. So, Diego, did you? I mean, I think we all. I liked it. It was. It was. It was cute. You know, like it had good cute moments. Mm-hmm. But and like so, I, I think you said, Damon. Like it fit into the real world, and it fit into the world they created. Whereas, like love and anarchy, like I had the same idea. Like it fit with the world they were trying to create there. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing to me. Damon said it was like just over the top. Like for me, and Dash and Lily, I'm thinking like, how does she have family all over the place? Like everyone's her uncle, <laughs> everyone's her cousin. They're in the like, same. They're in the, the same coincidence. Like man. that to me, like that stuff. Sometimes like that's just this is like too much. Come on, like I get it. Like sometimes that stuff bothered me. Like when it's like too coincidental. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was cute. Like I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's very good, you know, Christmassy type of movie around this time of year. Like it's good. Okay. I I don't think I loved it as much as you guys did. Like I'm not looking forward to. Like I'm like yes, season two, season two. I'll watch season two. It's cute, but I'm not like over the top about it. All right, that's fair. This, this has been a very disappointing uh, Netflix run for me here this last uh, for this episode. Okay. Interesting, and it, I it, I did pretty well this time, but I also watched more. You know, that's that's just how it goes. So, um, <laughs> so along those lines, are we ready for uh, you might have missed the Amy section? Sure. The Amy section. I, I thought you had a lot of them in the beginning, but sure, let's go again. Oh, you know what? Part duh. <laughs> yeah. Part duh. So my you might have missed this time around is kind of getting you ready for um, season four of something. This is, you might have missed The Crown. I don't know how you would have missed The Crown if you are somebody who enjoys um, shows about the British and British royalty. I've said before, I think one time my Netflix news was about Prince Harry. I have always been fascinated with the royal family. And a couple years ago, when The Crown first came out, I watched part of season one and then I don't know why I stopped because I loved it, but then I never went back to it. And then in realizing that season four was coming out, I think today, I suddenly realized I need to get back on the bandwagon here and and watch it. So if you've missed it, it's the story of the royal family over in Great Britain. It really focuses on Queen Elizabeth from childhood to the present. Parts of it have been Hollywooded up, but supposedly everything that I has I have read says that it stays fairly true to the actual history with just a couple of embellishments here and there. So go back, start in season one, catch up, and then you'll be ready for season four. Again, this has won so many different awards. It's it's very highly, you know, rated by professionals, not just people like me who watch because they can't help themselves from watching everything, but like people who know stuff about things like what makes good tv this is good tv so if you've missed it go back and watch the crown and you will not be disappointed so should we talk about what's what's coming coming up up? because this will surprise you except for that it won't i have an enormous list of things that i want to see that are coming up because i feel like the end of november is when they're just dropping a ton a ton of stuff and so I'm super excited. First of all, on Tuesday, we you know I love the Boss Baby. And Boss Baby Back in Business Season 4 is coming out on Tuesday. So I can't wait for that. Um, Alien Christmas is coming out on Friday. Are, are you kidding me that you're looking forward to that? I am. My little guy and I want to watch it. What did you say about Netflix animation? I know. But I'm always willing to give them another chance. I'm always willing to give it another try. I'm a big believer in second chances. 
So we're going to give it, and third and fourth and fifth chances. Um, also on Friday, Mismatched is coming out. I want to see that. I'm super, super, super excited for November 27th when Virgin River is coming out. I want to see Over Christmas, which is coming out on the 27th. And I apologize, I'm not necessarily going in order here, but Christmas on the Square, which we talked about last time with Dolly Parton, is November 22nd. I want to see The Princess Switch, Switched Again, which is coming on Thursday. Hillbilly Elegy, I loved the book. That's coming out on November 24th. The Christmas Chronicles is coming out November 25th. Don't Listen is coming out November 27th. I want to see... I I need you to block two hours for next episode, it seems like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, I did. I watched a lot this time, and I tried to not talk too much. I want to see Bollywood Wives, which is coming out November twenty seventh. Ooh, and you know, I also love Dragon. What else? Um, what else? What else? <laughs> Dragons Rescue Riders. Hutskalor <laughs> Holiday is coming out November twenty fourth. So, so those are just I, a couple of the shows I want to watch. So, are you are you quitting your job or what? How are <laughs> you taking a break? Man. I'm never going to sleep again. That's it. I'm just never going to sleep again. Yeah. Now I'm All surprised. Right. There, there was the holiday movies that made us. That's that I'm definitely going to be watching. That looks really, really good. Okay. Because I mean, it's all about you know, unwrap the real stories behind blockbusters, Christmas blockbusters. Yeah, um, I don't know. I saw the movies. I don't know that I need to know what happened. Oh, uh, I'm going to watch that. Christmas okay. Chronicles <laughs> two, maybe Sugar Rush Christmas, definitely. Man, I might watch the the great. British Baking Show Holidays, maybe season three. I don't know. Um, let's see. Big Mouth. I actually like that. That comes out December 4th. But I think the one that I'm actually looking forward to a lot is the Holiday Home Makeover with Mr. Christmas. But that, you know, I don't know. That looks good for me. A lot of Christmas stuff. A lot of Christmas stuff, I think. That's kind of what's on my list. I am not watching Alien Christmas. I, I don't care what Amy says. She's going to try to rope us into watching I, it. I'm I not absolutely am. It. You will. She's going to say, this was so great, guys. You should watch it. Oh, my God. Give it a chance. Give it a chance is what I'm going to say. And you will give (laughs) it a chance and you will thank me. Just another Christmas. And and I might do Alice in Borderland. I might try it. It looks kind of good. It looks like it would be something that Amy would watch. So I don't know. I don't think I have time for that. Yeah, I guess not. I'm going to keep my list there. I mean, there are some things that I would want to watch, but I just don't think I'm going to make it. So I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Well, soccer soccer season is coming to a close, so I think I have a little bit more time now in the evenings to watch a little bit more. So the first thing is we are champions on eleven seventeen. So I definitely want to see that, see some unique competitions from you know around the world. I got burned so, on that last one. That's I, that sounded exactly like the same thing. It did, but you know I I like I like learning about different sports, little mini games and whatnot. I don't know if this counts, D. So let me ask you: the the Kevin Hart special is I mean, that? It can the... I guess? I mean, it's a Netflix original. I you know I didn't. So know that comes out Tuesday. Specials, but it's called Kevin Hart Zero F's Given. So I think Kevin Hart's I don't hilarious. Think, I don't think we can do a spoiler on those, but if you want to mention it, sure. Okay, I definitely will. Don't listen on eleven twenty seven. Seems like a scary movie. So I'm hoping I can finally find a decent scary movie before the year is over. Christmas Chronicles, I'll give it a shot. And then my last one is Hillbilly Elegy that comes out on the 24th. So wait, we'll did, see what that's did like. Amy mentioned Spirit Riding Free. No, wait, did I miss it? Is there another she, one coming she's, out? She's not a real see, fan. That's she's what I'm saying. That's not why I a real fan. That's she's not I a real fan. 
I wanted. You know, she says that's her favorite show ever. It and is. She misses, it is. And then she misses the fact. It's that not even on her coming. list, and you know they have an algorithm to tell you what you should watch. December. It did not watch even show up. December eighth. Oh well, there you go. That's why because what, what I just why? looked at what's coming out in the next two weeks. Nah, it's on my coming soon list. Well, it's not a, on my. What real, is it? Is it a, a, like a holiday episode of it or something? Uh, Don't tell her, D. Don't tell her. <laughs> I'm going to tell her. Spirit, spirit riding free, ride along journey. It's one of her favorite things where it's like you choose this or that. Oh, yes. Oh, Join my gosh. Mickey and her friends on a mission to save Maricela's yes. beloved mayor mystery. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited from right horse now. thieves, from greedy horse thieves. Oh, greedy, those greedy horse thieves. thieves. They are the ah, worst. They, they get you the every worst. time. They do. They do. Oh, that's such great news. You just made my day. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. Of course, now I have to wait pretty much like a month, so. But still, it's exciting. <laughs> so what did you guys think was the best thing that you watched? What's your best in Fashion show literally. for this episode? I, I'm going to go first. Nothing. I have zero. Nothing wow. is worth the mention for best in show, at least on my part. Okay. Every- Dash and Lily for me. Dash and Lily for me, too. Dash and right. Lily for me, definitely. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed All right. it. So, shockingly, this is probably one of our shortest episodes. I, I don't know, Amy, did we, did we cut you off too much? Did we make you feel bad or something? Like, you didn't, you thought I mean, you had to, like, prove a point? You, you, there may have been some snarky comments made in text threads that I may have <laughs> spoken too long last episode. So, I made sure to tailor my responses so that I wouldn't upset the boys. Oh, upset Damon. I don't really care, Amy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's all, blame you, you were the one texting us last episode. Yo, I got to go. Hurry up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you got to find a balance. This is about balance. The world's about balance. Amy, can. last episode she talked for like two hours. This episode she talked <laughs> for like 30 minutes. So it's like... I gotta, you got to find the in-between there, Amy. Exactly. Right. Well, let the listeners give us some feedback. They can tell <laughs> us on the Facebook page if they would like me to elaborate more or if they would like me to keep it short and sweet. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you guys want to add? No, that's it. That's it. All right. I mean, well, clearly, thank- I got to go watch some stuff now, so I got to get busy. Yeah, you, no sleeping for you for the next two weeks, it seems. Exactly. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for listening. As always, check out the Facebook page. Like Amy said, leave us a comment, some criticism, some suggestions. Should Amy talk more? Should Amy not talk more? Should we include Damien Downers in an episode? Whatever you guys think, just let us know. Leave us a review. As always, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Just a disclaimer here, no members of the Boomtron podcast are employed by Netflix, nor do they have any business ties with the Netflix Corporation. This podcast for entertainment purposes only, and all Netflix news and information that is shared is simply what these three yahoos found online.